Helmets and Heels, <laughs> built by DreamFinders Homes, Yippee. is presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL. Now your hosts, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley. Well, ladies, we've been here before, but this is the first time we've been here with the Jack's Buckeyes. Yes. So welcome, Scarlet and Gray, and thanks to all of you for coming out tonight. That's right. You all deserve a round of applause. And this is the easiest question that I could give you for tonight. Michael Bennett played what number? Played using what number in college? 63 No. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the same number that he plays in as a Jaguar. 96. <laughs> Dang it. I thought it was so easy. I was excited about that one. When I realized it was the same number, I was pumped. But you know what? Roster numbers don't matter. No. We will get to talk to him here between 8 o'clock and 8.30 tonight. So be sure to stick around for that. We are excited. It's his first time on our show. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I was talking with him in the locker room today yeah. about it. And he's like, so have you ever had like any other players on the show? <laughs> and I'm Thanks like, for listening. I know. I'm like, well, I don't want to make you not feel special, but yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, so I'm not the first one. I'm like, no, Mike, but don't worry. Everyone's excited for you to come on. <laughs> That's sweet. Well, I know. I, unfortunately, right. He's not the first no. one, but he is, to my knowledge, the first Buckeye. The first Buckeye, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Sure, yes. So I always forget something or somebody, but yeah. No, I, th- All right. I think you're right. So for the Jaguars, certainly Thursday night was something that fans around the country, if you're a Jaguars fan, look forward to. Where were you watching the game, first and foremost? And then we're going to get into some nitty-gritty details as far as predictions and other stuff. Amanda, we'll start with you. Where were you watching the game? I was watching the game on my couch because when I need to watch a game from start to finish, I can't be in a public place or with other people because I need to hear what's going on and be able to pay attention to everything. So I was with my cat, so I wasn't alone. And I was watching the game (laughs) right where I wanted to be. You were definitely alone, but that's quite all right. You can, you're allowed to watch football by yourself. What about you, Dimer? Same thing. I was at home. However, um, I have to watch it on mute. Really? Yes. Do you put 1010XL 92.5 yes, FM on the I, I radio? I would if we streamed it, <laughs> yeah, but the I NFL know. doesn't allow us to. Right. Um, I keep so, telling Frank that we need to have giveaways from the radio station as portable radios. radios. Yes. yes. I, I said that last year. Yes, yeah. it would It would be brilliant. If I had, you don't have radios really anymore no, in the house. No, I don't I have one. I'm thinking, no. and I know I do not have a radio, so yes. Um, but I listen to it on mute. And I, like I, I have many little notes from it, and mine are not happy. So I don't know where all this, like, happiness. I know. I, I, I walk like, into work on Friday morning. What did you guys I, watch? Yeah, I'm like, how about that game last night? And she's like, Meh. I was like, what did you watch? Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to get them to that tier. <laughs> Donna Murphy is just trying to get this team better, just like Gus Bradley. Blythe, where did you watch the game? I usually, I'm, I'm sort of the same, where I'm very picky about where I watch my game. Games, but I was coerced into going over to a friend's house where they had chicken and queso 
So I went there and I watched the game. Luckily, it was a good crowd that they were actually into the game and they were watching it. So it wasn't like one of those social atmospheres where you you don't really pay too much attention to the game itself. Right. So. The chicken and queso won you over. Oh, yeah. They, you they, had they, me at queso. They, they convinced me with that. So that that's, yeah. <laughs> Plus the added benefit of hanging out with friends. So it's good. Well, and I think there's a difference to me between preseason, obviously, in the regular Absolutely, season of where right. you watch and who you watch it with. And if people are talking during the second quarter, you don't really care. Right. Um, I watched it as friend, at a friend's house as well. And they're all Jags fans. It, obviously, chit-chat's going to go on. I kind of stand closer to the TV a lot of times if I really want to hear. So the first right. quarter, I was kind of like right in front of the television. <laughs> And I have this problem where I don't need the commentators, you know, because I'm talking myself. Like, why did you do that? Why are you there? Um, But overall, we're about to get to our predictions. But I had a blast. And I was like, man, it's kind of fun when you only care about the first quarter. Like, it's it's almost a little relaxing to then not have to worry too much about the rest or the score. As As a diehard fan, like we are, obviously in a real game situation where... A little more intense. Yeah, that so nice. queso won't be enough to get me to go anywhere during the regular season. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'll get my own queso. Absolutely. All right. So we wanted to do one prediction from based off of just the preseason game, from just this game. Nothing to do before that game. Nothing to do since, as far as practices this week or anything like that. One prediction of the upcoming season based off of the preseason game. Donna Murphy. I'm going to start with you. My one prediction is. My favorite, Brian Walters, will not be used to his ability. And that is a huge disappointment. That is my one Aww, prediction. She went negative? She did. That's okay, though. You know, I, I don't know if you saw this today on Twitter or not, but Gene Frenette had an article on Brian Walters. And he his headline for the article was... Old receiver. Oh, no. Old man receiver. See, I never called him old. He made no, me short. No, not at all. But it's shifty. So then Brian was like, hey, I didn't know I was old. Right? <laughs> and then Gene's like, if it makes you feel better, I'm the old guy of the media. Brian's like, I guess no. that makes me feel better. <laughs> not at all. But yeah, so, I mean, he's certainly, what is he, 29? Uh, 28, 28? I think. 28? Oh, yeah. yeah. So upper 20s. But that is old in comparison with the rest of the receivers on our team, so I get that moniker that he got. All right, Blythe, what about you? Um, Well, I didn't know the rule about any transactions that have happened since the preseason game, but my prediction is based off of a move that happened today (laughs) that I think think the Jags will have a better running game than the Titans, who got nearly 300 (laughs) yards in their preseason game. I think that they will have a better running game than the Titans this season because they traded the Titans traded away today their wide receivers second round pick from last year. Daryl Green Beckham. Yes. Yep. So that's why I think that they're going to cl- they're going to eliminate that that pass game for Mariota. They're going to stuff a, gut- a bunch of guys in the box and then we're going to have a better running game because our offense overall is more balanced with a passing attack as well. So that's my prediction that the Jags will have a better run game than the Titans at the end of the season. I would like that to have thought that you would have said that before today's trade <laughs> that we would still have a better run game than the Titans based off the preseason game. But that it does help a little it bit, does. too. Yeah, that nearly, uh, what, like 284 <laughs> yards by Murray and, and who is the, and Derek Henry from Jacksonville. I, it's it's going to be tough to follow that up, but I think that this, I think that that's a good move for the Jags. 
Sounds good. All right, Borges. Mine is actually bouncing off of Blythe because oh, I thought you were one of, me. No. One of the <laughs> off-season mantras has been to improve the run game, and that was very obvious with the addition of Chris Ivory and the improvement of TJ Eldon, who was fantastic last season. So my prediction is that they will score more rushing touchdowns this year. What is that number? I don't know. It will just be more than last year. Last year was how many? Like three? Three. Yeah. So worse. I think 24th a, in the league. What a bold prediction. I know, right? I like to be bold. No, yeah. And so when I got home today, I was kind of thinking out loud when I sat down at the kitchen table and my boyfriend sitting on the couch and I just said out loud, like, all right, I need a bold prediction. Not even bold, but I need a prediction. Hey, we never said bold. No, not at all. I just always think that way. Um, but so I was like, I need a prediction. And I didn't really mean like... Like, I need you to come up with a prediction. I've already thought about 20, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't steal any or have any that y'all already have. And so he names a few, and I feel bad now because at the time I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and what I meant was I think that might be taken. I think that might be taken. So I wanted to stay away from run game yeah. and Allen Robinson because I was afraid that those were the two that we would hit automatically because how can you not hit that? Right. Allen Robinson had another stellar performance like he's had all camp. So mine was this, and I might be wrong, but this is my prediction. Julius Thomas does not drop another ball thrown his way from Blake Bortles during the regular season. I don't know about the preseason, but during the regular season has no drops. There may be a ball intercepted. There may be a ball batted down, but I'm going to say that he does not drop the ball whatsoever. Number 80 catches all balls thrown his way. Here's why I think that. All the talk has been surrounding Allen Robinson. Julius Thomas is, is a year removed from being one of the best tight ends in the country. He obviously had a great quarterback at that time as well. He has a pretty good quarterback now. I think he's going to look over to Allen Robinson, see all this hype, see the Pro Bowl from last year, even though it was alternate, and say, I want to be that guy that everybody talks about as far as getting those 50-50 balls. I want to make sure that my name gets back into the fantasy football realm, and everybody's talking more about me on the same wavelengths as Gronkowski, who was carted off at practice the other day. When is Worried at all? No. Uh (laughs) There's like a Patriot every day carted off, so. (laughs) All right, so those were our predictions, and now our overreactions. Blythe, I'll start with you. Overreaction. Sure. I, I had one for the Jaguars and then one league-wide. Um, the, the one for the Jaguars sort of uh, bounces off of yours, Lauren, and it's Julius Thomas. I don't think... I, I, I saw that Broncos Twitter sort of went up in a, a very elated state whenever Julius Thomas missed that, missed that surefire catch that, that would have been a touchdown. Um, so I think that they were overreacted just a little bit, and they might have a sore spot for us stealing a couple of their players, but league-wide, I think that Jim Ursay, the, the owner of the Colts, calling out Rex Ryan for his play style in the preseason, I thought that that was a huge overreaction on his part. And he, he essentially said that Rex Ryan uh, doesn't know that it's preseason whenever he was blitzing on more than 50% of his play calls, which, I mean... Your quarterback isn't playing. Andrew Luck didn't play. So what do you care? What do you care what he's throwing at you? It's not like Rex Ryan is some imaginary genius that's going to throw different stuff at you throughout the season. We know what he has. We know what, he, what he's got. And, that's and you're allowed to do whatever you want. Exactly. It's a preseason game. This isn't, this isn't family time anymore. Donna, I saw you shaking your head during Bly's answer. I can't wait to hear what comes well, next. My overreaction is that ball was not thrown right to Julius Thomas. But it was that, a catchable no, ball. No, if you want to make that. a catchable ball to a tight end, you throw it high because they are big and strong and tall. That's what a tight end is for. You don't throw it at the ankles. Somebody, everybody keeps saying, throw it at the knees, blah, 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 blah. I am the only one. I never hear 
anybody say, well, come on, that was a bad throw by Blake. It was a bad throw by Blake. You don't throw at the knees or the ankles of a tight end. You throw it high because that's the, the ball they can catch. Didn't Blake admit to miscommunication with Julius yeah, on that but, play? Yeah, but I think he was just taking the blame on that because that's what he does and that's what a quarterback and he should. does. That was a bad throw. I don't <laughs> think it was a terrible throw. It was a catchable ball. Was it a perfect ball? No. But he had his hands on it. He should have caught the ball. My overreaction is everybody overreacting about that one ball. <laughs> Good oh, God. Bring the hammer. I love it. All right, oh Amanda, boy. what's your overreaction? I'm a little concerned that mine is going to be the same as yours. Uh, it could be, which is fine. Um, my overreaction is Jaguars Twitter that was very upset with the way the defense played in Good. the preseason. <laughs> um, people seem to forget that Jalen Ramsey was not on the field and neither was Tayshawn Gibson and a lot of people were like, what's up with this secondary? I thought it was improved. Our defense sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Aaron Colvin had an ankle after a little while. So don't freak out. That was the first preseason game. The top players were not out there. Um, there's no need to overreact about that. And mine is different, but you did mention the player that I have. The overreaction that Jalen Ramsey didn't play in the game. Oh, yeah. Chill out. He practiced today. Yeah. It's the preseason. Does anybody really care? No. If you went to bed at halftime of that preseason game, you would have gone to bed thinking, oh, the Jags lost by a point. No big deal. If you woke up and you saw the score, you go, oh, the Jags lost by a little more than a point. No big deal. It doesn't matter that Jalen didn't play. I understand he's a rookie. If he doesn't play in the third preseason game, a little more concern, but still, to me, no real concern until the season starts, September 11th. The one thing that happened today that made me a little, or happened Thursday that made me a little nervous is the injury to Aaron Colvin, the ankle injury that he sustained. Granted, he has four weeks to come back because of the suspension. But ankle injuries come, sometimes can be extremely persistent, and you don't you don't want to mess with that area right. when you're someone that has to pivot so quickly and, and you're trying to react to the wide receiver. Well, going back to Jalen for a minute, I think a lot of the overreaction stemmed from the excitement of seeing him play in a game. So a lot of people were so excited because they've heard all this hype of him having such a great camp, and he was the fifth overall pick, and so people want to see him out there. And then they didn't get to see him, so then people started overreacting about that. But with Aaron, I think he should be fine. And certainly we hope so. Like I said, he has right. four weeks into the season, into which the is season. three more weeks in an, on top of that for the right. preseason. So seven weeks, he should be good to go, hopefully. Right. All right, when we come back, we'll tell you our Twitter poll, and we will give you our studs and duds. We are Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes. We are live from Whiskey Jacks with the Jacks Buckeye Club. Michael Bennett is going to join us in the second hour of the program. Be sure to tune in to that. We'll be back on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Amanda, what are we listening to? This is Fireman by Lil Wayne. Wait, someone did suggest that to you on Twitter. Oh, they did? They did. It was like the second person. Amanda sent out a tweet asking for help. (laughs) No, no, no. I just want some inspiration because I don't, if I want to get pumped up, there aren't any newer songs that I like for whatever reason. Why did it have to be a new song? Why couldn't you use an old song? I'm just saying I went to Twitter for inspiration to kind of jog my memory on older songs. Oh, okay. And so then I remembered that Lil Wayne's uh, the Carter 3 album was all I listened to in high school, especially like freshman oh my 
when you're at high school. And that's when I played Doesn't all my make sports. Me feel, no, 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 it was released. That's when I played all my sports. And In so sync was this cool song pumped me up for like swim meets, volleyball games, flag football. Perfect. Game face, game face music. Yeah. Absolutely. So what we're doing is that each uh, rejoiner, so when we come back from break, you'll hear a different song that we've chosen to be the music that we would listen to to pump us up before some sort of competitive event. I don't know if anybody listens to anything before Helmets and Heels to get them juiced <laughs> up, but we really mean for some sort of competitive sporting event. So that was Amanda's choice for tonight. We're Helmets and Heels built by Dreamfinders Homes. We are live from Whiskey Jack and I do have a correction to make. Uh-oh. You were wrong. Google was wrong. <laughs> you were Lauren wrong. Lauren subscribed to the theory of Google. Michael Bennett wore number 63 in college. Well done, everyone. Just trying to trick you, and I got it wrong. The good news is now you know what number he wears for the Jags, in case you haven't seen him this year or last year. Number 96 for the big defensive tackle, who will join us around 8 o'clock. Blythe, do you want to tell everyone the Twitter poll for tonight? which you can find at Helmets and Heels and you can answer our Twitter poll question. We always have them for you and we enjoy the results which we'll give to you later in the show. What you got for us tonight? It's another Olympic theme poll question. We asked what sport would you ditch in the Olympics? Would you ditch synchronized swimming, table tennis, handball, or badminton? I love that I chose shooting oh, as one of them. What did we Badminton? Blind scratch it out and wrote badminton, which is yeah. what everyone's choosing. Yeah. Well, I, think I guess I haven't seen badminton and, and, and shooting is a little bit more, I, I think it's more like swimming where there's a bunch of different events. So I th- I didn't want to get too specific with that sure. one, so I picked badminton. Because I thought it's, it's a little bit of a ridiculous sport to see people playing on I picked handball. Yeah, have you watched any of the handball? No. Okay. I used to play handball as a kid, and I could not really? imagine getting, it, it, it was the same handball ball as a kid where they just throw the ball and if you get hit or you, you don't grab it in time then you have to go up to the wall no, no that's wall ball. ball that's wall ball. I I thought you, ball that is not an olympic sport i thought you were gonna <laughs> pick like, oh that's an olympic sport i thought you were gonna pick the indoor cycling oh no i'm like what that's intense when did when did indoors i don't even remember indoor cycling oh yeah you know this the tour de france cycling that they do but i didn't i'm like indoor indoor cycling, indoor cycling has been there as long as i can remember See? watching the olympics right and it's no very idea. it's very intense because they're all in this very small area going around, similar to as you watch the track and field events, very similar to yeah, those. This was single. Okay. So, so not as much time. Boring. <laughs> That's not making prime time. No. The good news is I love Olympic years because right now on our show, we would be talking about football season yes. and more on a preseason game and instead we get to focus on other stuff and yes. we get to watch the olympics every night at least i do all right studs and duds i'm going to assume that some people may have some olympic studs and duds mm-hmm. and i can't wait to hear them Blythe, who is your stud for the week well i could take the olympic route and pick katie ledecky michael phelps simone manuel simone biles but i'm gonna go with actress leslie jones ah. she is um she was in the female Ghostbusters movie just recently. She and she heard about Gabby Douglas, who is an Olympian or current Olympian right now. And she, Gabby Douglas, was getting a lot of hate 
on her social media for not holding her hand over her heart or people making fun of her hair or saying that she, she looked depressed, she didn't look happy enough. And so Leslie Jones heard about this and instead of tweeting hate out, she tweeted something positive. And because of that, she started a hashtag and then all of these other people started sending in pictures to Gabby Douglas of their children playing in, in a gymnastics gym or, or a little female athletes, like little like three-year-olds posing for, you know, in, in their gym attire. And I just thought that that was really, really great to, to use social media because a lot of times people just use social media to spout off their hate or spout off their, you know, their, their negative sports opinions. But Leslie Jones used this as an opportunity to lift somebody else up, not just herself. And I thought it was awesome. That's I like cool. it. Um, that Mike Gibby may be on, just so you know. That might, might be on. Um, okay. So Feedback. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> and then, Donna, who is your stud of the week? My stud. I am going the Olympic route, and I'm keeping it local, and I'm picking Ryan Murphy. I mean, three gold medals. He broke a record. This is just such an amazing story for someone who wrote his letter when he was little saying, this is what I want to do. This is my goal. And to have all the other former Olympians ahead of him send him letters to wish him well, it's it's just amazing. And especially, I just loved hearing Murphy, Murphy. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yay, JT, maybe one day that could be you. You know, it's just, it was great. It was just so exciting. And I don't know, I just, I get swept up in the whole Olympic and you, you know, it's not rude for it's not like um like I was swept up with golf as well and I was I almost picked Kucher because I was so happy that somebody made a run to at least be on the podium um but it's just you know it's it, when you're looking at golf and it's like the Ryder Cup it's everybody against us mm -hmm. and this is everybody against everybody and you're just you're there for your country you don't care who it is you're just rooting for mm -hmm. people you've never even heard of and they become stars and it's just people that go and athletes that go there just to prove that they're worthy of being an Olympian. They don't go there for the money because they get pennies. You know, right. it's nothing big. It's just, it's so fantastic. So Ryan Murphy, I know, will be all over the news when he gets home and will be on every show. And Big Jaguar fan, too. Yeah, and he deserves yeah. all the love. Gus Bradley gave him a shout-out at his press conference, that. but also yeah. I watched on the news when his parents came home from Rio, there was a huge <laughs> gathering to welcome them oh, back. That's, that's cool. cool. I know. And so, you know, flowers and all that all that stuff. And so I thought, oh, that's why I love community. Yeah, and yeah. Jacksonville has such a great yeah. community. All right, Amanda. All right. I also went the Olympic route. My stud is Allison Felix. Mm. She is a runner, and she was supposed to win. I believe it was a 300? 400. 400. They don't meter. have a 300. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's how much I know about sprinting slash running. Um, she was supposed to win, and the Bahamas uh, Miller. Chick. Yeah. She <laughs> dove and beat her by .07 seconds. And um, it was really devastating. But Allison is a very, very mature woman who's a very stand-up gal. She's very faithful and open about her faith. And she's like, listen, this was a very devastating loss, but it happens. Um, and so I just applaud her for taking the... Uh, not hope solo route of not being a sore loser. So the classy route. Yes. And, uh, cause I just can't imagine, you know, you train so hard, like you were saying, Donna, you get there and you lose by 0.07 seconds. <laughs> 
seconds because she dove over the finish line, which I don't even think should be allowed. I wonder if we'll see more of that, honestly, now that we've seen someone win yeah. like that. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. She says that her inspiration, Allison Felix does, says that her inspiration comes from her grandmother, who now is 97. Oh, my God. Lost her husband at a young age, raised five kids, and then has been the matriarch of their family this wow. whole time. You're starting to get a glimpse into how much Olympics you are. I watch because I love it all. That's actually an interesting thing, though, if, if people start diving. Sure. Forward, because there's been scientific studies for, for running to first base versus sliding, and they always say to slide into first, or to dive into first base rather than to slide. So I wonder if we'll see more of that. I would assume that we will on the either the sp- the short sprints or events where the athlete is not competing in something else because I'm going to assume that you you could potentially get a lot right. more injured or be yeah. injured doing that versus especially in just baseball you don't want to go head first into a base so you've got to use the legs yeah and it, you know, you see these people collide on the actual track, and right. they end up with these massive mm-hmm. burns on their strawberries, right, on their arms or legs. Um, all right, my stud comes from the motor cars world. Twenty-seven-year-old Brian Clausen died in a sprint car wreck a few weeks ago. You may have heard about the story. I have two studs from the very same story. One is Brian Clausen himself. The family found out after he passed away in the hospital that night that he was an organ donor, and the organs from his body alone saved five people. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yep. And so if you're not an organ donor, I'm just going to highly suggest at this point in time that you sign up to become one at some point in your life, because you really can't affect other people, and what's your body doing with those organs at that point anyway? So he's the first one. The second one is Tony Stewart, who bought Clausen's helmet and then gave it to Clausen's fiance. They were set to wed in February, oh. this couple. Yep. His name's Brian. Her name's Lauren. Hmm. So he, Tony Stewart buys the helmet for $32,000 at the silent auction or auction to raise funds for the Clausen family and then gave it to Lauren. It was one of Brian Clausen's favorite helmets. So Tony wow. Stewart gets to be part of a stud along with Brian Clausen. And He's that really amazing. Amazing. stud. So that's impressive. It, yeah. No, I, the generosity there. And I'm sure that it was a surprise. So he bids on it. Everyone's probably thinking, oh, great. He did the Tony same Stewart. thing kind of for um, Earnhardt as well. He has Earnhardt's helmet that he will give to Junior, I think, when his season is done. I'm more than positive. So. More than positive. Wow. More than positive. So I trust you fully. Don't trust Google. <laughs> I'm not going to Google <laughs> Please it. Please don't Google it. All right, Amanda, who's no. your dud? We'll go in reverse order. Um. Oh, you surprised me. I got to pull up the name because <laughs> he is a Russian diver, and it's Aliyah Zakharov. Okay. Those he won the gold good. and silver medal in 2012, and he had really high expectations for himself this year. Instead, sorry, it's funny, but it's not funny. Instead of winning a medal, he scored a zero because he belly flopped. And if you watch the video, it's so sad, but you can't help but laugh because he's a diver. And the last thing you're supposed to do is belly flop. It's not funny at all. I know, but it is when you watch because it's so sad. And you're like, dude, you're not supposed to belly flop. Four years. Have you ever belly flopped? I know. Have you ever belly flopped off anything? It hurts like nobody's business. But I do it on purpose. So that's a huge difference. What is wrong with you? You never did that as a kid? You didn't yeah. belly flop into the pool? No. no I did cannonballs. I did dives. I did jackknives. Yeah. I did flips. And Watermelon backs. Well, yeah, but you do I it all. belly flops. Anyway, this guy was not supposed to belly flop, and he did, so he got a zero, so he's out. 
Wow. <laughs> Sorry. No mercy from that one. No style points. <laughs> D-Murph, what you got? Um, mine is going to be the NFL. Even though the Hall of Fame game um, is long past, the ticket holders have now decided that they will sue the league for breach of contract, and that's after the canceling of the game. The class action lawsuit is alleging that the breach of their obligations by canceling the game due to the factors on their control. They knew they could have controlled that field, and they failed to do so. So now all the ticket holders from that Hall of Fame game are suing them. So good wow. for them. on you, league. <laughs> I do hope that wow. the lawyers for the ticket holders are not going to collect until after because right. otherwise they're going to be paying a lot more than they did yes, for just thanks. that one ticket. All right, Blad. My dad is going to be Titans head coach Mike Malarkey. <laughs> I love to pick the Titans as my dad. Um, last week, they auctioned off the first two plays of their game to allow the fans to, to make the play call. And when the fans made the play call, they actually collected a 15-yard a run and a 31-yard pass. The next three calls that were made by the coaches, five total yards. <laughs> Five. That's fantastic. Let your fans call the games. Maybe you'll have some luck, malarkey. I saw that story, and my first thought was, that is a lie. There is no way they let the fans call that game. From it's one, no, it's one thing to say that, but I don't think they actually let them. I think it was a ploy to be like, hey, you want to call our plays? Like, let us know what you think we should do. But we're not going to listen to you. Well, it was for Make-A-Wish, so it was just the first two plays, preseason game. I don't think it matters much right. in a preseason I game. I mean, I would right. assume that the results came out, so they, well, it they had to throw or they right. had to run right. based off of the results well, well, of the voting. If they did listen to their fans, maybe they should continue. I wish the Jags would do that. 2-14 and 14 when Mike Malarkey was the head coach, in case you <laughs> forgot. Know, Mike Malarkey called the plays. <laughs> exactly, when it comes to us. <laughs> My dud is the same as Donna's, but for a very different reason. <laughs> the NFL denied the Cowboys the ability to put the arm-in-arm -arm decal on their helmet. Yeah. The arm-in-arm -arm decal is to support the Dallas police. The NFL's reasoning, well, all 32 teams have to have the same uniform look. Why can't someone in the NFL's marketing agency office or whomever reviews these things go, you know what? Supporting our police is a dang good thing. We're going to put those on all 32 helmets instead of vetoing just the one. I hate when the NFL cannot look past their own greed and not do something that's good for America. I mean, the they could have done... Dallas could have done theirs, you know. Correct. That's what I'm saying. It could have been a city. It could have been each community has their own, and yes. but it's the arm in yep. arm. The Dallas Cowboys tried to do something properly. Yep. They had the chief of police and several other police officers walk out onto the field. The families that were slain, the families of the police officers that were slain in Dallas, walked out onto the field arm in arm for the first day of training camp on July 30th in Dallas. And yet the NFL looks at this and says, no, this does not apply to our. This not fit in our policies. Well, it kind of open. It would kind of open up the door for the floodgates for everything. Yeah, have but stickers all over helmets for people. You know, I want to honor this cause or I want to honor sticker. this cause. I, I do think that they should but offer a year. little bit of wiggle room. Maybe each team is allotted a certain well, space on their helmet to have whatever charity or nonprofit year, they sure. want. Right, or and even just one game. And their wiggle room they allow when owners pass away. That's what they allow. 
Oh, if it deals with the owners or the NFL, yeah, yeah, you can put that sticker on it, of course. Because the owners have all the money, right. and they're yeah. able to call the shots. Right. To me, this entire year could be pro-police. Next year, everybody can vote and pick what they want. Yeah. And maybe even this year, everybody picks what they want, and if the police get outvoted by something else, right. like breast cancer or what have you, you know, something else gets it. Or, yes, yeah, so a one-game right. thing would be understandable. But Dallas wanted it for the whole season. I love that sentiment. It's a big deal there, and I, I don't like the way the NFL handled it. All right, enough anger. Now we're going to get to some good stuff. If you're a Jaguar fan, the Game Day Express, you should know it. You should be aware of it, and we will tell you all about it coming up <laughs> next. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Girls just want to talk football. More Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. Now on 1010XL 92.5 FM. So yes, this is Lawrence. This would Pretty be my game. song. Good pick. Can you go wrong with anything by ACDC? No. Absolutely not. Thunderstruck is a song you'll hear in lots of stadiums. Yeah. It's just one that I enjoy and I think I can envision myself if I was getting ready for, you know, a good solid 5K tomorrow, I'd have it blaring. And then I may not walk part of it, so that's the good news. I was getting ready to watch Iron Man 1, 2, or 3. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'd be I all like about it. the ACDC. Well, it wasn't the, the ACDC's Thunderstruck. was the intro song for the Jags for years yeah. and years. I'm not sure if it is anymore moving no, forward. No, I don't think so. I think, I think they, they have different music yeah, now. Yeah, I think they do. But, but for Jags years, Day it should be right. their intro. It, it absolutely <laughs> should. You are correct. All right, we are Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. We are live on 1010XL 92.5 FM until 9 p.m. today. Tonight, we have two special guests tonight. One we will have in the second hour of the program, and one we have live right now. Leanne Rassler, thank you so much for joining us. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting us out this evening. Of course. <laughs> so you are the, let me give you a title exactly right, Public Relations Manager, External Affairs Division. Yes, that's correct, Lauren. What does that really boil down to? Basically, my job is to get out there and work with the public and make sure they know who the JTA is, what we do, what we offer. And also, my um, one of my main jobs is working with the news media. Excellent. So, Jacksonville Transportation Authority has something called the Game Day Express this year. It used to be called the Game Day Shuttle. It used to be stadium called the shuttle. Stadium Shuttle. There we go. Stadium Shuttle. So, now it's revamped. It's the Game Day Express. Tell people a little bit about when it runs and if it's just for Jaguars games. Sure. Thanks, Lauren. Um, the Game Day Express operates for the home Jaguar games, including preseason. Um, it starts this coming Saturday, the Woo-hoo. 20th, for the Bucks game. So we're all excited about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it is also your direct connection to the Florida-Georgia game, to the Tax Slayer Bowl, and this year to the Navy-Notre Dame game. So we're nice. very excited about that. I have a feeling you've worked with Alan Verlander uh, a time or two because those are two big things yes. for that. Jack Sports Council is the Florida-Georgia game and naturally in the city of Jacksonville and naturally the Notre Dame-Navy game. Yeah, we're very excited to work with them on those games. Let's talk about the bus themselves. What are you allowed and not allowed to bring on, such as, like, coolers, drinks? What can be welcomed in? Yeah, when it comes to the, the buses themselves, um, we don't, do not allow coolers or um, picnic baskets, anything of that nature. Um, what we do allow is the clear bags that, that everyone takes to the games, the approved NFL-approved bags. I know a lot of people will take food into the games since that's been allowed, and that's fine. But we ask if you, you, know, you bring those bags 
on the bus that you keep the food in the bag and don't take it take it out on the bus because we try and keep the buses clean so they're comfortable for everyone else's enjoyment on that ride to the to the stadium. And the, the shuttles are running two hours before a game and then an hour afterwards. Is there any plans to expand that time? Well, right now it starts two hours before um, kickoff and then one hour after the game ends is how it works. But we do have continuous service running from the convention center lot. That's the one next to the Prime Osborne Convention Center. So that's a continuous, um, you know, just a, a round trip constantly going throughout from two hours before to an hour afterwards. The other lots only offer operate um, prior to kickoff and then an hour afterwards. So you can't get that continuous from the other lots. I also want to point out we have five lots, um, but all five operate during regular season. So during the first two preseason games, we do not use um, the beaches or the Mandarin lots. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. Okay. And then as far as cost goes, can you tell everyone a little bit about the cost? Sure. The way the cost is there are, you can buy a one-day pass, and there's various ways you can do that. You can walk up to the ticket um, vending outlet there at the, the lot and purchase a ticket. You can purchase them online. Or my favorite, new this year, is the MyJTA app. It's a mobile app. You just um, download the app for free um, to your phone, and you can purchase a, um, a one-day pass. We do offer also our season pass, and that's what we're, we're really trying to push right now because you can, you can save up to 20% depending on what lot you're coming from if you do the season pass versus a one day. And so we really encourage people that have season tickets that utilize the Game Day Express to do that. And with, when it comes to the cost, um, from the do, two downtown lots, which one is Convention Center and the other is the Kings Avenue garage on the South Bank, a one-day pass is $7, and a season pass is $51. However, if you go from the suburban lots, we have Mandarin at Marbon and San Jose. We have JTB and Phillips for the south side. And the Beaches is out at Penman um, Road at Little League Park. Those are going to cost you um, either... Um, $12 for one day or 87 for the season. It's not bad. You speak of the season pass. Does that also include the extra games like the Tax Slayer and the Navy Notre Dame? That's a good question. It actually does not. It's just season okay. pass for the Jaguar games, okay. for the home games that we have. But it does include the preseason for the Jaguar. It does include the preseason. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Excellent. What about it? It's, it? There's been a few other companies that have that have tried to get sort of bridging the gap between downtown and the beaches. Is this is, is this maybe a, a foreshadowing to a larger plan that JTA might have to sort of keep continuing to, to to bridge that gap between those two communities? Well, I think what you're referring to is is currently we do have running at the beaches. We have a beaches trolley, right? Um, and the beaches trolley is a seasonal um, trolley service that runs Friday and Saturday evenings um, out of the beach pretty much goes up and down 3rd Street from Atlantic down to the um, Target at um, JTB. It runs that route. And then we have um, regular fixed route, which are the big buses that run out from downtown to the beaches. Every day we have those routes. And then what this does is this allows specifically, it's an express service for the game. So if you live in the beaches the, area, okay. we encourage
encourage you for these games. And when it comes, I know you asked a moment ago, ago about the other um, games. Uh-huh. For the the, Jag, um, the Florida Georgia, the Navy Notre Dame, and for the Tax Layer Bowl, we will utilize um, all of these lots mm-hmm. except for the um, Mandarin lot, I believe. Those That's the only one we don't utilize for Navy Notre Dame, Tax Layer, and Florida Georgia. Gotcha. Is, is there a cutoff time to purchase the season pass? Um, the season pass, I believe, will be available um, at the next two preseason games. Okay. And um, after that, I'll have to, I really don't know when the actual cutoff date is okay. on that. Probably based off of sales and things like that. Well, well also, if it gets too far in the season, then it's right. kind of, you know, <laughs> moot point. Moot point, exactly. Absolutely. So 630-3100 or com. That's how you can go and purchase a season pass or single passes. You can also download the app. And Leanne, what would you say the atmosphere is like on one of the Game Day Express buses? Well, I can, from personal experience, because I, I ride it myself, it is it is fun. Everybody's excited to, to go to the game on there. And you're, you're, this is a great thing. You don't have to worry about the traffic. You don't have to worry about trying to find a parking spot. Because I know that can be so frustrating. Um, you know, down there in the traffic, and, and you're trying to find a spot and, and, and figure out how to pay for it. But, I mean, you get on the bus. It's so much fun. Everybody's excited. Everybody's wearing their, their color and their, you know, their team spirits. It's just a great experience. So I encourage you, if you have never tried it, please give it a try. It's, it's a lot of fun, and the buses are air-conditioned. Uh, <laughs> important to know. There's the selling point right there. If you don't have a parking pass somewhere, this is the way to go, air-conditioning, and you don't have to fight in traffic for a parking lot somewhere that's yeah. not full already, and then you have to have cash, and you don't have enough cash because all of a sudden now it's $50 instead of $20 because <laughs> they keep going up. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And go go Jaguars. Go Jaguars (laughs) is right. And, you know, JTA is offering this service. So everyone who does not, like I said, have a parking pass, a season parking pass somewhere around the stadium should absolutely take advantage of it. And especially if you don't have season tickets and you're going to just one game, this is by far the way to go. Nobody has to stress. Everybody gets to just relax and enjoy. You can tailgate at home, have drinks for free, and then hop on the shuttle. It'll be great. The Game Day Express is there for you. That was Leanne Rassler. And when we come back, we will talk to offensive tackle number 63 in college, number 96 of the Jags, <laughs> Michael Bennett. That is next on Hollis and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. and heels built by dream finders homes presented by underwood jewelers and american window products on 1010xl 92.5 fm welcome back to hummus and heels built by dream finders homes this is jordan's pump-up song and you know what this tells me Jordan has so much confidence she doesn't need a pump-up song because all I hear is silence. I'm going to guess that our fabulous producer, Jordan Diarman, is playing something. Is there fixed? we go. That's just, yeah, there we go. It's just taking a second. That's what I was guessing. All right, Jordan, who is this? All right, it's Jay Cole. I'm sorry you didn't get to hear the beginning of the song, but it's uh, G-O-N-D. All right. Michael seems to agree with you. It's a good song. Yeah. It's good. So now that I can hear it, it's a great song. And it's that's good, no fault by her. There's a lot of times that uh, you hit play on something yeah, and as a producer, go. and it just doesn't work. <laughs> There's so a lot of buttons. I just had to put it in one thing <laughs> You got it. All good. When we're on remote, I know it's always more challenging. So we are live from Whiskey Jacks at 295 in Bay Meadows. $5 apps. 
$4, Jim Beam. Because, you know, you should take shots on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's going down on a Tuesday. And $2.50 Bud Light Drafts. Who you just heard in the background is our family and friends from the Jack's Buckeye Club. They are here to support defensive tackle Michael Bennett. Michael, before we get started with our very serious questions, do you want to just lead the crowd in an OHIO real quick? All right, here we go. OH! 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 There we go. Wow. That was great. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting a little of this from you. I was a little disappointed, but then again. I got too excited. I I get it. You look out, there's Buckeye fans all over Jacksonville, FLA, and you know what? It's fun. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some football questions. In the next segment, we'll get to some fun personal questions. But in your second year in the league for the Jags, you've learned a lot when it comes to nutrition. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what you've learned and how you kind of learned what to eat and to get your kind of lean mass where it should be. I've always heard that, you know, diet is important and everything like that, but you don't really take it seriously or I didn't take it seriously until last year when you start realizing that no matter how much you train or get massages or stretch or anything, if your diet's not on point, your body's going to give up on you. So um, that was a big learning curve for me. And so you really have to focus on bringing in as little um, unnecessary fats and cheeses and breads. So I shouldn't be eating the mac and cheese that I'm about to order. But, um, Uh-oh, you're going to have to tell everyone that's what you're eating. No, but you, you want to get as much protein. I mean, we're supposed to be eating an absurd amount of protein. So you have to take a ton of shakes with it to get your protein, vegetables, and then, like, fruits and fats in the morning. I mean, it just, it's so scientific now. Uh, so it takes a while to learn it, and then it takes even longer to implement it. You spent a lot of time with new Jaguar Malik Jackson. That's my guy. Your locker is right next to his. Mm -hmm. What's it like working with him every day? It's awesome. You know, a guy who's been to the top, won the Super Bowl, um, and he's great at his position. So I get to learn from him. I get to compete with him. Um, And he's just an all-around great guy. So it's it's a lot of fun having a locker right next to him because he's he's really down to earth, too. I mean, he's got that big old contract, but he's just a good person. So it's it's a good time getting to know him and, and learn from him. Malik aside, obviously the offseason was concentrated on beefing up this defense for you guys. So talk about the offseason from last year as a rookie facing it together as a defense to this year. So last year as a rookie was just a big learning curve. You know, everything was a whirlwind. So um, I don't think I noticed as much as I did this year. But just from all the moves that Dave and the coaching staff made in the offseason, we have an insane amount of depth on the defense. Uh, I think Coach Wash is an incredible defensive coordinator. So, I i mean, I think the, the sky's the limit for the defense. And it's going to be exciting to see, you know, who wins out each job and just what this defense ends up becoming. Scouts and, and coaches talk about the ability for a player to see the field and how at times it'll slow down for them as the season progresses. Did you have a point last season where that it, it's the game slowed down for you? Yeah, 100%. I want to say it was, I don't remember specifically, but it was when I came back from my injury mm. to my hamstring. I just felt like I could start reading blocks. I could start knowing what guys were going to do before, like when they were in their stance, which the way they were leaning. I started getting a better feel for formations and all this different stuff and it it really slows down you feel like you're kind of going in slow motion sometimes when you go to throw moves Um, and I'm hoping to carry that on this year and slow it down even more as far as 
for people who don't understand a defensive tackle versus the rest of the defensive linemen, such as a defensive end, yeah. what is your role as a defensive tackle, and do you consider yourself what's known as a shade tackle? A shade tackle. I'm going to go with no, but that's just my <laughs> estimation. I think the easiest way to break down the differences in the D-line is by weight. You got the biggest guy right in the Shane. middle. <laughs> He's the nose guard. You got the second biggest, which is the three technique, which is me, the defensive tackle. Next biggest is the big end. Smallest is the Leo. I guess I am a shade tackle. We're kind of all shade tackles, though, because we're all on the edges. Um, and I forgot the other parts of your question. Oh, no, that was, that was absolutely perfect. <laughs> okay, you good. got it. And so when you say Leo in the Jaguars defense, that's going to be someone like Dante, Dante. Fowler Jr. Mm-hmm. The, exactly, who's built much one. smaller. Exactly. And who can also uh, cover in passes and everything like that. So, yeah, it's all about, you know, balancing out the weight around the line. I love that. Mike, you brought up Todd Wash earlier. He's Mm -hmm. the new defensive coordinator this season. What have you been able to learn from him so far? All the guys compliment him in that defensive room. Yeah. I mean, I got to – he was a D-line coach, so I got to learn a lot from him last year. But I just love the way he approaches the game. game. He's really aggressive um, and really about the little details. So that's what you need on defense because as you watch football games – Games are decided by like four or five plays in the game. You can be beating a team and then they hit a 60-yard pass. And that just comes down to people losing their assignments, uh, making mistakes. And I think that was a big part of our problem last year. It wasn't talent or effort. It was just when you really needed to be on your little details, 11 people, maybe you had one person out or two people out, and that's that's a touchdown. And Coach Wash has no time for that. Um, he's really supportive, but he's not afraid to tell you if you're doing a bad job. And I think that's what makes a great defense. Michael, you got the Bucks coming into town, not mm-hmm. only for preseason game two, but you do have two joint practices with them. Yeah. So we've seen so far this preseason a couple fights with joint practices. <laughs> do you guys anticipate anything like that? We don't anticipate it. Um, I think I told someone earlier this week, football is a very physical game and it's a very emotional game. And when you combine that, chances are something might happen. Now, Coach Bradley is really adamant about a zero-tolerance fight policy. I'm sure the Bucks coach is really adamant about a zero-tolerance fight policy. So I'm going to go with it's all going to be cordial and no one's going to fight. <laughs> And he says that with a smile. <laughs> as, he, as he flashes those three rings. Oh, he's a ring knocker for sure. Right, I'll be wearing these in <laughs> He is wearing three championship rings, by the way. Michael, speaking of Ohio State, do you have a favorite moment while you were playing for them? Yes. I think the whole Alabama game was my favorite moment by far. I mean, <laughs> not to not to downplay the national championship or what we did in the Big Ten championship, but through four years of college, all I ever heard was SEC, 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 and that just gets really it, gets it does really, get really, really old. old yes. um, and I remember watching film of them being like, you know, they're a good team, no doubt, but we're better. And the whole week, all we ever heard was Alabama's gonna, you know, what's Alabama gonna do in the national championship? So. We beat the brakes off them, um, and that was a really, a really good feeling. And I'm just a big fan of the physical games, the ones where you know sometimes they might beat you, sometimes you might beat them, but at the end of the day, you end up on top. And that was Alabama, you know they they threw some punches and we won. So I, that was by far my favorite moment. Do you have a favorite moment in the NFL? In the NFL, no. It's all. Last year was a whirlwind. I mean. 
No. I just, <laughs> not yet. No, not I, yet. You're working towards it. I'm trying to remember day, last year. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> draft so. day, yeah. <laughs> so in 2011, the Buckeyes went six and seven under then coach Luke Fickle, mm-hmm. who replaced Jim Tressel, who was obviously a legend in the sweater vest. Mm-hmm. And there was some, you know, NCAA violations going on around that. Then every season from then ascended to the 2014 championship, which was your final season, your senior season there. What was last year like? Even though, yes, you were playing and you were distracted, didn't you expect the Buckeyes to take the national title? Yeah, I, their team was unbelievable. They had so much talent. And you got to hand it to Michigan State. They're an incredible team year in and year out. Horrible conditions during that game. Um, I'm not going to get into like play calling or anything because I'm not an offensive coordinator. But uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people had questions about the play calling, but that was hard to watch because then they go on to beat Notre Dame the way they did. You knew they were the best team in the country, and maybe they just didn't have it in them that get, that day. So I thought they were going to win it. I was telling everybody they were going to win it, but it's, it's uh, you can't win them all, I guess. You played for Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. and now you play for Gus Bradley. What's the biggest difference between <laughs> Gus and Urban? <laughs> being dead honest i do not know if there are very many similarities the way they they coach is so different now the way you got to coach in college in the nfl is a lot different but coach bradley really gives us a lot of freedom he gives us a lot of he trusts us and he he you can call him a nice coach but at the same time he's not afraid to tell us the truth and tell us like it is but he really believes that the best teams are the ones full of guys that are you know willing to push themselves so if you're not willing to push yourself, you're not going to last long in Jacksonville. Um, but Urban was going to push you. Urban was going to get everything out of you. And so both work, but it's just really different mindsets. Going to, I know you're on the defense, but do you ever get a shot, a chance at looking at what this offensive receiving core is doing? Do you? Does it blow your mind at all sometimes to see what A-Rob can do? And, yeah, and now is he, Yeah. I, once again, the depth on the team is crazy this year. Um, I mean, every time in practice, you watch A-Rob jump 10 feet in the air to catch a ball, and you look at the DB like, you know, well... <laughs> What can you do? I mean, can't do anything. Yeah, you got to get on your ladder. So you better grow. <laughs> yeah. So I think the receiving core is, core is incredible. Um, I'm really excited about our offense. The whole the old line looks great. The, we got some really good running backs, and then Blake's out there slinging it to just some some guys that can go get the ball. Michael, if you could pick any person, any quarterback in the league to sack, who are you picking and why? Tom Brady. <laughs> Just going for the goat. Tom Brady. That's a popular answer. Everybody popular answer. Hey, when you're on top, everyone's looking for you. <laughs> um, I will point out that the Jags don't play Tom Brady in the regular season, so clearly yeah. you believe the Jags are making it to the playoffs Without because doubt, that's the yeah. only way that the Jags are going to be able to sack but you're, Tom Brady. But you're assuming that Tom Brady's going to make it to the playoffs. Oh, oh, my oh my God. you're going to sack him. <laughs> I'll be in here for a while. <laughs> well, yes. So the Jags this season don't this play Tom season. Brady. In the regular season, so both are going to have to make it to the playoffs for you to sack him. Yeah. yeah. What about be, Aaron Rodgers? It would be a good time to sack him. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he'd be what awesome to sack. Rivers? You said one. Yeah. He <laughs> did. I'm going to ask all yeah. of them. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Andrew Luck. I can keep going. 
Osweiler. Okay, so you mentioned earlier a three technique. Mm-hmm. Fans all the time here, three technique, five technique. Give a little bit of insight for people who aren't necessarily sure of, of the differences as far as hands on the ground versus playing stand-up, things like that. Oh, man, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> we have exactly three minutes. All right, we got it. Three technique is one of the two interior defensive linemen. They are supposed to be the pass rusher of the interior because our defense is kind of built around getting them free. Then you have the big end, who's like Jared Odrick and Tyson, um, and those guys are just supposed to be big ends. They're not supposed to get moved. They're supposed to hold that B-gap, and nobody gets into it. Then you have the nose guard, which is Roy and Abe. No, 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 I'm D-tech. I'm three-tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I play a little nose guard. Yeah, you play some nose guard. I'm not quite big enough yet. (laughs) No, but you got Roy and Avery, um, and they're awesome at it. And they're just supposed to just stop up the middle. And then you got the Leo, which is Dante. And he's on the outside, so really his job is to go get the the quarterback. Um, But they'll drop him into coverage every now and then. But you're paying that guy a lot of money to get some sacks, so you don't drop him too much. With the Bucks coming into town this week, and really with any practice, I mean, Gus is preaching that this week with the Bucks, it will be the same tempo, the same style of practice. How hard is it to hold up in a play when you're practicing? Especially when you're going to go up against Jameis, you're going to want to sack him, <laughs> but in practice, you don't want players on the ground. Yeah, especially at O-line and D-line where you have to exert all your force to stop this other 300-pounder from moving you. So... It's, it's difficult. Everybody understands that at O-line and D-line, it's really difficult to stay on your feet all the time. But, you know, you don't want to get hurt in practice. That's the last place anybody wants to get hurt. You don't want to hurt someone else in practice. That's just that's a horrible way to, you know, to end the day. So we all understand that. We all understand that they're professionals who are just trying to, you know, do their thing too. So no one's got malicious intent. And when it comes to stay off the quarterback, they don't joke around about that. The coaches, you know, you hit the quarterback one too many times. You're, you're out of there, so you stay away from Jameis, and we'll just wait till Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> for the defense come game day, who is the one main leader for you guys? The one main leader? Yes. Honestly, I would say we have three leaders because I think everyone else brings a different aspect to the table. So we've got uh, Paul Pozlesny. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Telvin, who's really shown up as a leader, and I think Roy Miller is a leader. Uh, Paul is more of a lead-by-example type guy, not – not a much, not much of a speaker, but you know that when he's out there, he's always going to be on his job, always going to be given 100% effort, and guys look up to that. Telvin is more vocal, but he kind of provides with his energy. So he, you always see Telvin running stuff down that he should not be getting to, um, and that and he makes big plays. So that leads people. And then Roy's kind of a, he's kind of like the tough, angry leader. Like I feel like you need to give the team a little bit of anger going into games. Um, and a little bit of toughness, and that's what Roy provides. So I think those three together are great leaders. Michael, coaches have been in the news recently for their activities on social media. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh is a big tweeter. Um, Bobby Petrino was a little bit questionable over the past week. Uh, Do you think that a coach being active on social media helps or hurts recruiting? Because I know Urban isn't active on social media at all. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a weirdo on social media, you know, maybe some people like it, but in the end, some people want to send their kids. But if I think the way Urban does it is he just kind of gives shout-outs or, you know, talks about the program or guys that left the program. So his is more of a recruiting tool while I don't follow the other guys. But the way you said it makes it sound like they're kind of more of a, like it's actually them 
tweeting out like Jim Harbaugh for sure. I, I think is him, but then Bobby Petrino, yeah. uh, you got to throw out. Oh, I was hacked, and if you uh, like something that's yeah. questionable, that then, out, then. yeah, that, no, that probably wouldn't help out recruiting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, it depends on how you use the social media. So it's all on how you use it. Yep. All right, we are here with Michael Bennett, Jaguars defensive tackle. That was the football segment of Helmets and Heels built by Dreamfinders Homes. Coming up next, you're going to find out things you did not know before mm. from this big guy, including <laughs> his favorite food. That's just the easy one off the top. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just give him an easy one to start with. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You listen to Helmets and Heels built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Yeah, I'm going in. I'm going in. Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. This is Blythe's Jam, and before I tell you, or let her tell you who this is, a quick shout-out to Joe C. at UCI right now, who tunes into us every week. Bill and Linda got a good picture of us to send to him. Hi, Josie. Hi, Josie. Thanks so much for listening. And now Blythe, who is your pregame song? Um, That's Drake. I'm going in. I think it's a song off of his first album, but it's a gym go-to. I've had it stuck in my head all day ever since I sent it to Jordan. So as soon as it pops on, that's when the dancing starts. (laughs) And there's another one that's popular, Zero to 100 by Drake. Yeah, real quick. Popular on these playlists. Yep. Um, And... M&M's, of course. Right now. Thank oh, my you. Mic wasn't on. I'm M&M, very proud of you. Lots of M&M songs are popular on these, but I'm going to be excited to hear Donna's choice <laughs> as her It's not going to be any of the above. Music. That's quite all right. Michael Bennett, Jaguars, a defensive tackle, joining us for the final segment with him, and then y'all can get your pictures after he eats. Please let him eat. He's a defensive tackle. <laughs> he needs to eat. Got to eat that um, protein. Yeah. yeah, so this is the part of the show where we get to ask some fun questions. So if you hear that noise right there, that is Michael banging his championship rings on the table. Yeah, we get it, okay? We know you have the rings. I don't know what to do with them. That's why they call them a ring knocker. When people go to meetings with people who have won anything and they wear their big rings, they knock those on the table to try and exert their power subconsciously. Just so you know, he's a ring knocker. Body language expert. Absolutely. All right, so Michael, first and foremost, what is your favorite food? Easiest question. Quick question. Quick answer is mac and cheese. Yeah. Mac and cheese. That's what you ordered tonight here at Whiskey Jack. Threw some chicken in it for the protein, but yeah. Smart. <laughs> there you go. If you could have any animal in the world as a pet, what would you choose? No hesitation. A bear. A bear? I would love a bear. What kind of bear? A uh, big old grizzly. Would you have a cage? <laughs> you know, I would hope that I would bond with that bear. <laughs> so you like sleep in the same bed? Yeah. I feel like we're, we're kindred spirits. Night grizzles. <laughs> Don't eat me, please. What would you name him? Oh, man, I haven't thought that far ahead. Buckeye, obviously. Brutus. No. Brutus? Oh, you can't Brutus? name a grizzly bear Brutus. <laughs> He's brutal. I mean. Well, well, I guess that works, That's huh? good. That's really good. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Oh, man. I would have to say my favorite comedy would probably sure. be like. Talladega Nights or something like that. You're not a Will Ferrell fan? <laughs> I'm not a that movie fan because I'm such a NASCAR fan. Oh. That one slaps me in the face. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big NASCAR fan. <laughs> 
Like, but, you were a... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you answer? No. No. Well, sorry. No, good. <laughs> you were a track and field competitor I in... Um, the shot put, put, discus, and... Hammer. Hammer. I don't and know have you hammer been watching is. the Olympics at all? I have. Are you team Usain Bolt or are you team Justin Gatlin? Ooh. That's not a fair question. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm team USA, but I'm a big fan of Usain Bolt. Okay, okay. That's a good answer. And Justin Gatlin's kind of had some issues as far as drug tests go. No, but he's, he got a silver the other night. He did. I'm just saying so as far good. as like the Olympic history for him. Nah, it's fine. Technical difficulties. So Blythe brings up a great point. Tonight, listeners can win a Peterburg chocolate heel by texting into the 1010XL text line driven by Duval Ford. That would be 641-1010 if you want to win the Peterburg chocolate heel. All you have to do is give us your favorite Olympic storyline thus far. It could be Allison Felix, as Amanda mentioned earlier. It could be Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. It could be Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, as Donna mentioned earlier. Kayla Decky, as Blythe mentioned earlier. It could be (laughs) any of those. Simone Biles, Simone Manuel, whatever. Your favorite storyline. Put some thought into it because there are some really good ones out there. I had mentioned my stud the other week from um, It Bahaj Muhammad, uh, who's a fencer. And so there's a lot of good ones to choose from. I don't know if I got it right, but nobody here can correct me. (laughs) That's the good news. So that's all you got to do to win the Peterbrook Chocolate Heel for tonight. And don't forget to vote on the at helmets and heels Twitter poll, which is up currently. All right, back to questions for Michael Bennett. (laughs) You played with Braxton Miller. I did. Who now is a receiver for the Buckeyes. I mean, receiver. Who now is a receiver for the Texans who played with the Buckeyes. (laughs) How difficult do you think that transition was from quarterback to receiver? Uh, Talent-wise, I don't think it was very difficult. I think the guy is just natural. Um, So he could have always been a receiver. But I think maybe he always identified as a quarterback, so maybe that was the hard part is understanding, you know, his shoulder just maybe couldn't hold up anymore, so he had to make that transition to receiver. I bet mentally that was really difficult. Um, but he handled it like a champ. You know, he's got great people around him. Uh, he leaned on his teammates and became a great receiver. So when he introduced himself to the ladies, I'm a court, I mean, receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how he's supposed to introduce himself? <laughs> well, if they ask what position he plays in right, He's probably still trying to say quarterback. Right. Yeah, that's just natural. I'm a quarter, I mean, receiver. <laughs> maybe yeah, I he'll, maybe right. he'll make a comeback at quarterback. You never Gotta know. watch for those trick plays. Have and, you ever thought about that? If you could play a different position? I know your body size kind of <laughs> She's saying limit. you can't be a receiver. No, I'm built for quarterback. <laughs> um, if I could play a different position, I would play linebacker. <laughs> I love the mentality that it takes to be linebacker. Got a couple extra pounds on me that makes it so I can't play linebacker. But, I mean, they just go and hit stuff all day, and it's very, like, mental for them. They have to figure out so many things. they got to coordinate the whole defense, and I love that aspect of it. So you'd play Mike linebackers. I would play Mike linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, i got four quick ones. Are you ready? Yes. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Ice cream cone or ice cream sandwich? Cone. Cartoons or reality TV? Ugh, cartoons. <laughs> I hate Good reality answer. TV. <laughs> Comedies or drama? Comedy. Nice. Who wants to be sad? <laughs> drama doesn't have to yeah, be sad. Not always sad. It's I could have answered the final dramatic. question based Drama's on this answer to the sad. third question. <laughs> right. Do you have a favorite sport to watch outside of football? This might be weird. I don't really watch sports. It's not I don't weird. even really watch football. So you're from Ohio. Did you watch any of the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and their run? Yeah, that was cool, but 
I don't watch basketball outside of the Cavs playoff runs. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe soccer, honestly. Really? Believe huh. it or not. FIFA got me into it. Ah, uh, yeah. FIFA will get everybody. <laughs> soccer is great, first and foremost. It's football, remember? Um, all right, so as far as transitioning into your second year, what has been the best part about looking at the rookie class now and kind of being like, yeah, I already know what you're dealing with? Yeah. Because coming in as a rookie, you know, this is a pretty easy time. Then you hit, like, week eight, and you've been doing this for a while. Um, so I, I try to talk to the rookies, like, hey, you know, stay stay focused. Don't let this uh, get to you too much. Because right now, you, they probably – camps in college are so much harder than camps in the NFL. So they're probably thinking, you know, this is, this is pretty easy so far. Ah. But it'll creep up on you. Hmm. So I'm just kind of waiting for that. And then – they have to buy all the food this year, and I don't. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Which I've always thought is so unfair. Oh. That is unfair. They barely had a paycheck. You had to do that? Right. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've heard so much some rookies aren't forced to do that, depending on the team and depending on your group, I guess. I was about to say, O-line and D-line. Yeah. You know, you and I know running backs at least a few years ago. Really? My, my friend was on a, the running backs team, and he was putting the bill for all, <laughs> oh, all so the much. running backs. Rough. Every day it's something else to buy for food. <laughs> I'm, I am Relentless. very happy. I'm done with that. <laughs> now he gets to turn it around on Absolutely. them. Okay, Michael, in another life, if you didn't play football, what would you do? Or after football. Well, yeah. Same life. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to think that far ahead for him yet. So if you never even played a snap. I think it'd be cool to be a doctor. I think it would be challenging, and it kind of makes it fun, and you'd be helping people. Which is fun. So, I, it's just different every day. So, should we call maybe, you Dr. Bennett from now on? <laughs> I'll earn that title eventually. <laughs> now, I know you said that Brady would be the quarterback you want to sack. Is there a rivalry for you yet? Uh, not, not in the NFL. Um, I don't think I've made enough of a name for myself for there to be a rivalry. The Jags, I feel like we're rivals with the Colts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's actually going to be really awesome to play that in England. But that's going to be just, I'd say that's my biggest rivalry right now. Um, but I'm sure as I go on and you're in the league for a couple years playing against the same guy who's been in the league for a couple years, you really start building up this, this rivalry. Okay, the toughest question you're going to be asked tonight. Uh -oh. <laughs> I know it. Here it comes. I don't know which one it is. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Oh, I was way off. I'm going to have to go with, oh man, running through my head. <laughs> Choose wisely. It is the toughest question I've had thus far. Yeah, that, was, you know, that really stumped me. I thought, you know, I'd rattle that off. but I, oh. Princess Jasmine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw some names at me. Ariel. Cinderella. Pocahontas. Snow White. Those are, I, don't, I always thought they were like Pocahontas out of that group. I like Pocahontas. Okay. Yeah, good one. Okay, that's a good one. The others one. are just kind of, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling them. <laughs> I wasn't feeling them. Usually Jasmine gets. Yeah, Jasmine yeah. is usually yeah. the, the or Ariel. Jasmine's yeah. cool. I don't like Ariel. No? She bothers me. <laughs> she bothers me. <laughs> is it the fork in her hair? I mean, what is it? What is she no legs? Part of Something the world. about her. You know, you meet people and they just, they throw you off. That was Ariel for me. <laughs> Did you meet her? 
I mean, we all but have a little relationship. Her, it's about to go down. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not the answer I was expecting. Nor was it the hardest question I was expecting either. I thought you were going to ask, is a hot dog a sandwich? Ooh. Well, we can ask that question, too. Yeah. Like a hot dog in a bun? Right. Is that a sandwich? It, yeah, right. It's technically a sandwich. The actual $2 hot dog you get at a Suns game, is that a sandwich? No. It's a hot dog. <laughs> you seem difference. pretty certain about that answer. <laughs> he yeah, contemplated like that, that for a while. Um, yeah. That's not my question. Sorry, I just was going to throw that <laughs> No, no, my, uh, that was um, my, Wait, my Which one do you think it's a, it's a sandwich? I think it's a sandwich because it's meat between two buns. That's yeah, the definition no. of a sandwich. But Close your eyes, it's meat between two buns. Any other sandwich is two flat pieces of bread. Yeah. Not necessarily. Have you had a hoagie? It's not a sandwich either. That's a hoagie. Yeah, of course it's a sandwich. <laughs> We'll agree to no. disagree. <laughs> um, you, all right, you got to play with a name that has made a lot of splashes because a lot of Jaguars thought that the Jags would end up with Joey Bosa versus necessarily Jalen Ramsey. Tell us a little bit about Joey Bosa's personality. I think Joey's hilarious. He's a very, very sarcastic person. Um, it always cracks me up because people don't think he's a very smart person when they listen to the interviews. But he's, he's a really smart guy. And I think, honestly, that's what makes him so good at football is he can adapt and learn and stuff. So he's a really smart person, really sarcastic. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a really good friend with him, so I, I think he's a great guy. So was he being sarcastic at saying no to each contract? <laughs> that one is, no. It seems, no, pretty, yeah, it seems yes. pretty real about that. Have you talked to him? Uh, yeah, I talked to, I talked to him uh, two weeks ago, kind of just letting him do his thing, which seems like he's got his hands full right now. Yikes. Um, but he was doing all right. He was loving San Diego, but I don't know what the deal is with all the the contract mess. So the Chargers haven't signed Joey Bosa, in case people right. aren't aware, mm-hmm. and it, there's neg- negotiations supposedly going on, but they haven't really moved forward. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get confused with Seattle's Michael Bennett? And yeah. if so, do you use it to your advantage? Ooh. Well, no, I, uh, I do get confused with him, mostly on Twitter, um, but I don't really want to use someone else's name as an advantage, even if it would work, even if it would work. I just want to end up being better than him so he can there use my go. name as an advantage. I like that. Smart. <laughs> Good answer. That's a great goal of yours. All right. Uh, we're running out of time, unfortunately, with you, but what would you say to all the Buckeyes here in attendance and then wrap it up with what you want to say to the Jags fans for this season? I would say to both, thank you all for coming out. It's great family away from home, so it's, it's really comforting to see. And uh, to the Jags, it's going to be a great season. To the Buckeyes, it's going to be a great season. So i got to end it with properly. Thank you. O-H. 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 Go Bucks. And this time. Jags. Yeah. And this time, he did the actual O-H-I-O. We see lots of scarlet and, gray, scarlet and gray around here. Lots of Buckeye leaves. And I'm sure somebody around here can make some good old Buckeyes, the actual oh. food. The good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff is right. Chocolate and peanut butter and all that deliciousness. All right, when we come back, we will wrap the show. We'll give you our Twitter poll results as well as as get into a few hot topics around the world of sports. Thanks so much for coming out to listen to Michael Bennett and his fabulous personality. And thanks for listening to us. We are Helmets and Heels built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL and the 2.5 FM. Listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Yes, this is mine. Seymour, this is Gladiator. 
I should have known. Yes, this is Gladiator. Nothing. Oh. This happened today. So I was homesick. I slept the week, the, the day away. The week off. The week off. <laughs> I get up and I feel great. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to go shower. And I listen to my music and I put on my relaxing. You almost fell asleep and in the somehow, shower room. Somehow a Gladiator snuck into my relaxing file and I don't know why. And I'm sitting there going... I'm so ready to go. I think I could run a marathon. <laughs> yes, this is my song. <laughs> I love it. What well, scene is that from? Do you remember? It's the fighting. That's the battle scene. That's It can be the beginning battle scene. It can be the when they're in the Coliseum. It's all their battle scenes. That's, I'm trying to think. I've seen that movie a thousand times. Yes. I'm trying to think exactly what scene that is. Yes, it's one of my favorite, like top five favorite yeah. movies of all time. Well, well, and I know I told this before. This is when I used to dance uh, with Sesame Street. I would listen to the song <laughs> just to get me pumped to go out there. But we had three shows a day, so I needed something to. Oh my gosh, come on! <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And so this was my. That's awesome. Well, kudos to you for Sesame for Street coming out that night. Sesame Street pump. We probably should have wow. put Gladiator on earlier because you've yeah. been chugging down the G too like nobody's business yeah and i know you sound a little sick so thank you Demer, for coming out gladiator helps and also yeah. thank oh, yeah. you to michael bennett who joined us man he was awesome and who is still now taking pictures and signing autographs the man of the hour <laughs> he is a trooper not really he loves this stuff <laughs> and also thank you to leon rassler who joined us earlier from jta to talk all about the game day express for jaguars games for the navy notre dame game for florida georgia and for the tax slayer bowl Good stuff there. All right, ladies. A Chinese diver, I'm not even going to attempt the names of either one, but a Chinese diver finishes her event. Silver medal gets on the podium. Chinese national anthem. Well, I guess not. No. She's silver. Yeah. The other national anthem plays. Anyway, anthem wraps up. Her boyfriend comes up and proposes immediately. She's basically probably still sweating, still on a high from winning silver medal. Good idea, bad idea. I loved it. I thought it was great. If they talked about it beforehand, as if to say, <laughs> hey, one day do you want to get married? Sure, I see what you're saying. Understanding. Not yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Olympics. Right. Okay. Right. So I think, you know, it just made that moment that much more special and a, a sweet story they'll have to always, you know, they'll have to tell. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of thought he should have gave her a little bit of breathing room, let her enjoy <laughs> what she just worked, for, you know, for four years, arguably her entire life for. She had the rest of her life, rest of her life to ideally be with you. Give her a little bit of breathing room. <laughs> yeah. I struggled with this because part of me was like absolutely not because that was her moment and he kind of took that away because it turned into the girl who got proposed to after right. winning a medal instead of oh look at her personal accomplishments she won a medal but at the same time it's she was in such an incredible emotional state and on such a level of high emotions that you can never really top that and then adding a proposal is just like oh my gosh this is like the craziest I'll ever feel all wrapped up in one so it's cool but then it stole her moment so I don't know I don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan of public proposals I think you keep it private especially I mean public setting okay but like in front of that many people on national television i don't know it just sort of says more about the guy than the girl i think i had a friend who ran a half marathon and it was the first one she'd ever done and her boyfriend at the time was there you know with a sign at the finish line and as soon as she crossed over he gave her a hug and then he got down on one knee and proposed oh wow so i asked her i said how did you feel about that moment which granted is very different than a silver medal in the olympics 
But akin to that, when you've, you're the one who's worked for this, it's not like the two of you trained together. Yeah. She said it was one of the greatest things ever. They dated for a long time. It was a moment that she never thought could get any better, and it was beyond her wildest dreams. Now, that being said, I do have one question. Does the guy buy a ring in gold, a ring in silver, <laughs> and then, like, a mixture ring in case, like, she places... No. With the gold medal. Oh, Honestly, no. like, do you do you maybe have, like, two rings at that point? Obviously not bronze, but... No, the ring has nothing to do with the color medal she won. <laughs> well, you got a silver, but here's a gold ring. Right? I mean, like, I would be like, what? That's the one thing I thought about is... The one you... thing you thought of was the ring? No, it's more... It's, actually, no, it's more the fact that would he have proposed if she didn't win a medal? Those are the things that I thought oh. surrounding it. Yeah, that's true. What if she didn't win? What do you not have proposed? That's what. If I was her, I would have asked him. Like once the dust settles and everything, you get back to (laughs) your. Before I say yes, were you planning this before I was up on this pedestal? Or that's what. That's kind of why I was joking about the ring color of the the actual metal of you know then corresponding with the metal. But anyway, all right. So, I loved this story. There was a college football team where two linemen got into a fight, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman got into a fight, and the coach then ordered them for the rest of practice to walk around holding hands. We obviously have heard that the Jags have been in some skirmishes at training camp and may potentially get into some brouhaha's with the Buccaneers for the next two practices today or tomorrow and on Thursday. Should Gus force any of the players to walk around holding hands? No, absolutely says no. not. That video is hilarious, by the way. I do recommend watching. Seeing two football players walking around holding hands is very entertaining because you've never <laughs> seen that before <laughs> I, on the football field. I don't think Gus would ever no. do that. And it is different with college in the NFL, but no. There was, I almost picked this coach as my stud because of this tactic that he used. Because I loved it. Um, I've seen it before. I don't know if it was at the college level or the high school level, but they actually made them hold hands in the middle of the field and for every team activity for the whole throughout the entire day. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that meme that goes around where the, it's like parenting done right, and the mom takes the brother and the sister that have been fighting, and they put them in what's called a get-along shirt, and it's just an oversized yes. shirt, and they yes. have to both wear it uh-huh. until they get along. And so that sort of reminds me of that tactic. So I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it too for the main purpose of these two at that moment hate each other, but they need to figure out how to get along for just the next, however it is, however long it is, 30 minutes or so. It, sometimes that is a good challenge when all you want to do is punch somebody in right. the face. Right. And that actually may translate to a coach. You know, maybe there's a coach who says something to you and it just fires you up. Well, it's good to be able to tell yourself, okay, we're all in this together. I need to sit back. I need to count to 10, whatever it is. All right. And um, Donna, you wanted to talk about the British queen, Adele. Oh, Adele. I love Adele. Hello. I do too. I do. Adele's it's great. Me. So, yeah, so she turned down the Super Bowl gig. Supposedly. Well, the NFL is now saying they may not have offered whatever. it. Whatever. No. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to go why. ahead and say Adele said they offered <laughs> it to me, and I said no. Sure. I will take her word over the NFL with all of their trustworthy True. PR people over True. there. So, um, I love that she turned it down for the fact of she said, well, they're not about the music. And it's not. It's, it's about not. entertainment. And so my question to you guys was, well, who do you want to see? Who would you rather see up there? I would have loved to have seen Adele and just 
I mean, that voice booming in a stadium just would have been magnificent. But um, so who would you want to see? I think it's a great question because it, the NFL and, and halftimes have become so much about the performance. Right. So you can't pick just a singer, um, in my mind at least, to appeal to the masses. It's not just my halftime. I would say Justin Timberlake. Yep. Just because. He's first on my list. Yeah, he stands for all of the things we're talking about. He has a great voice, so I would, I would showcase that and I would not put any background singers up there. I would just let him have his day. Not him and Bruno Mars or not him and. They always have to have two, though. They just have some, like, surprise. Wouldn't wouldn't do it. I would say, this is your show. It's going to be live. You better prepare. And JT would kill it. And you can dance, but I actually want you to limit the dancing Mm. just to, like, the smooth move so that your voice can really be heard. That would be my pick. I love JT, and I would love a surprise guest appearance by Britney Spears. Oh, Oh. good God, no. I just think would be so no. great. You would have won me with a surprise appearance with the rest of the NSYNC members. That I would love. Yes. That would be yes. fun. I would that definitely would be fun. like that. I they like can that. do some bye-bye-bye, and I, I would cheer JC along. Chavez, and we can confirm this is Fat Tony in a few minutes. I believe he just turned 40. Yes, they just were all at, Oh, wow. Okay. I did see that. They all had their Instagram <laughs> together, and they said, <sighs> waiting for dot, dot, dot. Yep. Oh. Blythe, who would you pick? I don't know. I'm sort of mixed on all this. I really think it needs to appeal to a mass crowd. So you have to have people from different generations. I I don't know that you can have... If it is Justin Timberlake, then the fact that the Super Bowl is in Houston, I think that he could play to the, his country roots. I think that yep. he could obviously play to, to um, pop and hip-hop as well. But I do think that you need um, sort of an older person that to be there, too, because the Super Bowl viewing audience, they, they, they do run that demographic. And I think Justin Timberlake would be great. I think somebody like a Drake would be really great, too. And I think that he bridges that gap for a lot of the Super Bowl viewing audience. So maybe it could be someone old school and new school. Mix them both together and see what you get. And even I Justin like Timberlake like could choose older songs. I mean, I'd love to see JT doing an Elvis Presley song and trying to win over the the crowd. By the way, today is the 39th anniversary. Today is the 16th. Yeah, today is the 39th anniversary of Elvis Presley's death. But yeah, so I mean, I to me, he's just a performer and that's what that means. But he also does have that element of, um, of really just soul in his stuff. And I would, of course, add Garth Brooks, because that was my dream performance. Garth is now doing the SEC on CBS song, the opening song. So we will get to hear it September 3rd, 3.30 p.m., I believe is correct. (laughs) Whatever the date is of Texas A&M playing host to UCLA um, at 3.30, that will be the debut of the Garth Brooks song, Pure Adrenaline, that he did. Yes, I'm I'm really excited about that. I would still root for SNL skits. I would still for a halftime show. No. Yes, no. Like what? the musical, no. the musical, like JT and and Adam Sandberg when they do their fun little or Jimmy awesome. Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, yes, and they could do their rap tribute. It no, just, that's like pre or post Super Bowl. That's not in the halftime. You need some music during yeah. halftime. That is music, but it's entertainment. Uh, you're fun. You're laughing. You're having a good time. I'm not into it. The only issue I think is if you actually have a Super Bowl ticket, you show up to the game. 
you would never want to leave your seat because you've got the Super Bowl in front of you. Then halftime, there's going to be someone ginormous. Yeah. And then you've got the Super Bowl again. So you literally would like probably not drink water even for like six hours before the game. Go in, lock in, sit down, and then that's it. And then leave. <laughs> and if so, they didn't use Beyonce last year, they could have used her this year because she's from Houston and that's where the Super Bowl is. So oh, they had too much up. going on last year. They messed that up. Oh, they shouldn't have even had Coldplay in the show. No. They were just no. yeah. like background <laughs> singers. <laughs> Correct. So how do we make this happen, JT and the JT. Super Bowl? Um, how do we... We tell uh, Mr. Khan <laughs> that he needs to suggest that. And I think he could actually get that accomplished. And we could then eventually have what we all want, which is a combination of Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, uh, Garth Brooks, <laughs> and Drake. That's what we're voting for. Sounds like a winning Super Bowl halftime show lineup to me. I think so, too. All right. Let's get to our Twitter poll results for the night before we check in with Fat Tony Blythe. What do we got? We asked earlier in the show, which sport would you ditch in the Olympics? And would you ditch synchronized swimming, table tennis, handball, or badminton? And synchronized swimming is winning overwhelmingly with 48%. Next is badminton with 25, handball has 24, and table tennis has 3, which, yeah, I agree with that. I would have voted for indoor cycling. That was put on. There. I didn't even know that was an Olympic exactly. exactly. I knew it was. I didn't know there were single events. Though, single. But, all right. Well, we will. We will find out which event Fat Tony would kick out of the Olympics next. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks again to Leanne Rassler, Public Relations Manager for the External Affairs Division from the Jacksonville Transportation Authority. Make sure you catch that Game Day Express this season. Thanks also to Jaguars defensive tackle Michael Bennett, as well as the Jacks Buckeye Club for coming out and representing. You've listened to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes, and we will check in with Fat Tony on a Fat Tuesday next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Thanks for checking out the podcast for Helmets and Heels. As a friendly reminder, you can always check out the latest on our Twitter feed at Helmets and Heels or on our website at guysgirl.com backslash Helmets and Heels.